three innings down, fourth inning bound, a one nothing Lansing Lugnuts lead. Dante DeCaria has your call of the game. Thank you very much, Jesse. The man on the mound is the left-hander Jordan Barrett taking on the middle of the Cedar Rapids Colonel's order. It is the designated hitter, Jose Miranda, to lead things off, followed by the catcher, Ben Rodriguez, and the left fielder, Giancarlos Arias. That is three, four, and five in their batting order. So here's Miranda batting right-handed against the left-hander, Jordan Barrett. Lansing Lugnets middle infield back the corners, middle depth. Third baseman Grizzolonic down the line. And here's the pitch from Barrett to Miranda. High ball one. It is 1-0 for the Lansing Lugnuts over the Cedar Rapids Colonels starting this top of the fourth inning. Lugnuts with a run on three hits. The Colonels just with one hit. And the ball one pitch from Barrett. Swing and a miss. One ball and one strike. Looked like a check swing that wasn't really a check swing. He went way too far. That's the classic pulling of the string. The only hit the Colonels had came in the second inning. A double by Bechtold. He was stranded. 1-1 in the dirt. Left-hander Jordan Barrett on the mound. Spent his first season of professional baseball in the Appalachian League with the Bluefield Blue Jays. And guess what? He spent that season with pitching coach Tony Costras. The 2-1. Hit in the air. Right center field. Going back Obeso towards the wall, and he makes the catch in triples alley. One out. Obeso is cheating toward right center just in case. There's so much room out there, and he did a great job of covering ground. You have to, especially here in a very spacious right center field. We call it triples alley. Now let me ask you, Jesse, have you called it that in years past? Kevin Gale, my broadcast partner two years ago, coined both triples alley and home run hill. And I loved both of those so much that I decided to keep them. Nice. And Kevin Gale, now the broadcaster for the Connecticut Tigers in short season A-ball, the uh, Tigers affiliate. First pitch to Ben Rodriguez batting right. And the left-hander Barrett catches the bottom of the zone, strike one. Here in the top of the fourth inning, one out, nobody on, one nothing Lansing Lugnuts. He coined one other term that has not stuck around but was fun. Let's hear it, 0-1. Breaking ball, hit in the air, deep left center field. Young started back, comes in. This time it's the left fielder, Freddy Rodriguez, with Young standing behind him, making the catch. Two down. Instead of the Lugnuts dugout, which here at Cooley Law School Stadium is first base side, he would always call it the Lugout. Nice. He must have had a really good time with words. Oh, yes. Loved it. Good knack for words. And here's the left fielder, young Carlos Arias. 1-0 Lansing Lugnuts, top of the fourth inning. Two outs and nobody on. Grizzolonic now in on the grass on the third base side. Here's the pitch. Off the hands, pop foul over home plate and over the screen, it drops out of play. Bouncing up the staircase and all the way about five rows up from the screen. Behind home plate, strike one. Connecticut, by the way, just had an unusual delay. Two raccoons delayed the game. Well, speaking about raccoons, there's a lot of raccoons in this area. The 0-1. Hit on the ground slowly to second. Taylor grabs, slings it over to first. In time, inning is over. 
Jordan Barrett gets two flyouts and a ground out. We head to the bottom of the fourth inning. The Lugnuts leading the Colonels one to nothing. You're listening to Lugnuts Baseball on Lansing Sports Station. The game 7.30 a.m. WVFN East Lansing. And we head to the bottom of the fourth inning here at Cooley Law School Stadium. It is a beautiful Monday afternoon in Michigan State Capitol, downtown Lansing. Dante DiCaria here with Jesse Goldberg-Strassler. 1-0 Lansing Lugnuts over the Cedar Rapids Colonels. And it is the Lansing Lugnuts to bat. We'll see the middle of the order. Brandon Grisolanik followed by Chavez Young and Ryan Gold. And so in this bottom of the fourth inning, I will tell you about a very special day Today in baseball history, it was July the 23rd, 2000, I believe, 2009, so nine years ago. Mark Burley of the Chicago White Sox threw a perfect game with the legendary call by Hawk Harrelson. One of my favorite moments as a child growing up, or as a young, a young Dante growing up, if you will. You could say that. Jesse, do you remember it? I do. My goodness. And the defense to seal it. Dwayne Wise with that beautiful catch in left center field. I remember watching that game live. First pitch to Brandon Grisolanik. Swing and a miss, strike one. There's the right-hander, Randy Dobnak on the mound. Head of independent baseball. This season, seven and two with a 366 ERA. Grisolanik open stance from the right, the pitch. Down and away, one ball and one strike. Well, Mark Burley growing up, and Jesse, you know this, I wear a Mark Burley t-shirt on sometimes, was one of my favorite players, one of my favorite pitchers. And watching that perfect game was amazing because he got great help from his defense in that game. Remember, Mark Burley took Dwayne Wise out for dinner afterwards. The pitch above the zone. Two balls and one strike to Brandon Grisolonic, who is 0 for 1 with a fly out to center. Came in the second inning. That's the first thing you think about it, right? The 2 1. Grisolonic sprays it in the air to right field. Aikens to his left near the line, makes the catch. One out. I don't remember the call, but I remember the catch. I could watch that call any day of the week. Hawk Harrelson, what a legend. And I believe Hawk Harrelson was a former player. And also general manager. Do you know what he's known for inventing and bringing to baseball? No. The batting glove. Oh, really? Didn't know that. Switch hitter Chavez Young from the left side against the right-hander Randy Dobnak. Lugnuts leading the Colonels 1-0. The pitch, and Young sprays it off the top of the screen. Foul. Above the third base dugout, everybody <laughs> had to duck on that one. Strike one to Xavi. As the ball is tossed into the Lugnets first base dugout by the third baseman Bechtold. Heads up. Shift is on against Young. Third baseman Bechtold in on the grass. And the 0-1. High. Even one ball and one strike. Shortstop Michael Davis playing a little bit towards the left of second base in the outfield grass with his back towards left center. And the second baseman Montesino in shallow right field. 1-1, high. And so let's go back to that. It was Mark Burley on July the 23rd, 2009, throwing his first ever perfect game. I myself believe he's a Hall of Famer. A lot of people don't think he is. 
2-1. Grounded foul down the first baseline. The last play was a ground ball towards short. And it was Alexi Ramirez who made the play and everybody just mobbed Mark Burley on top of the mound. What a beautiful moment. Came against the Tampa Bay Rays. And I've always thought this since I was young. I believe the team that has been no-hit the most in their history is Tampa. The pitch. Young hits it on the ground to short. Davis grabs, throws to first, two down. For a while there, it was happening every single year. Yeah. Tampa somehow found a way to get no-hit, but yet always made the playoffs. Until recently, over the last three years, the Rays have not made the playoffs. Here's Ryan Gold, the designated hitter, batting left-handed against the right-hander, Randy Dobnak. Nobody on, two down. Lugnuts leading the Colonels one to nothing in the bottom of the fourth inning. The pitch. Down and away, ball one. Mark Burley, 200 career wins. He's got the innings. He's got the World Series ring. He's got the no-hitter. He's got the perfect game. Put him in the hall. The pitch. Ground ball through the right side. Base hit right field. Picked up by Aikens as he quickly gets it into second. And Ryan Gold's got himself his second single of the afternoon. He's unconscious. He is red hot. That is Ryan Gold's sixth hit of this series. And now the Lugnuts number seven hitter, shortstop Jesus Navarro strolls in from the right side against the right-hander Randy Dobnik. From the stretch, he quick pitches, and it's slowly chopped down the third baseline, rolling down the stripe. It is just foul right in front of the third base bag. So close to an infield single. Two outs, gold at first base, bottom of the fourth inning, one nothing Lansing. I once watched a diamond demo by MLB Network with Juan Pierre, one of the best bunters of all time, saying that he would go to the grounds crew every day and say, make sure these lines are perfect because I want to bunt that ball down the third base stripe. And I will say, those lines are pretty good. The 0-1. Navarro sends it into center. Base hit right in front of Badu. Gold for second, and he's in there safely. The throw comes in to short. Runners at first and second for the Lansing Lugnuts with two outs. Yesterday we saw a lot of slow rollers down the third baseline stay fair. Some of them went foul today that base hit by Navarro was in the air, but the ball hit prior just went foul of an infield single. First pitch to Freddy Rodriguez batting left. Swing and a miss, strike one. It is the right-hander Randy Dobnik with runners at first and second. Looking to get out of a jam for the Cedar Rapids Colonels. Lugnuts leading one to nothing, bottom of the fourth, two outs. Dante DiCaria with you alongside Jesse Goldberg-Strassler. The 0-1. High. Navarro at first, Gold at second. The shift is on. Three infielders on the right side of the diamond, one on the left. There is a gap 
between third and second. Nobody playing the shortstop position as the shortstop Davis shifts towards the second base side. 1-1, Rodriguez chops it on the ground, slowly, fair, and stepped on the bag by the third baseman Bechtold. He gets the out and the inning is over. That's a really nice play. Bechtold already had his back foot on third base and then he made the grab on one hop. We go to the top of the fifth inning. Lugnut stranded runners at first and second. They lead the Colonels 1-0. You're listening to Lugnuts Baseball online only on LansingLugnuts.com and on MILB TV. Here are the sounds of the ballpark. Now to the fifth inning. Left-hander Jordan Barrett on the mound for the Lansing Lugnuts. Four scoreless innings for the left-hander in his third start with the Lugnuts after being sent here from the Vancouver Canadians. Lugnuts leading the Colonels one to nothing, top of the fifth inning. And here is Andrew Bechtold from the right side. The pitch, high ball one. Dante DiCaria with you alongside Jesse Goldberg Strassler. Listening online only this afternoon and watching on MILB TV. Left-handers toss, inside, two balls and no strikes. It is Andrew Bechtold followed by Jared Aitkins and the shortstop Michael Davis. And that is six, seven, eight due up in the Cedar Rapids Colonels order in their half of this fifth inning. The pitch, right at the top of the zone now, two balls and a strike. When Jordan Baird is out of Elon University, grew up in Margate, Florida, and attended university in North Carolina. The 2-1. Fly ball, shallow right field. Obeso comes in and makes the catch with Samad Taylor right in front of him. One out. Jordan Barrett originally attended junior college right at a, at a high school for a few seasons before he went to Elon for two years. And last year he spent time in the Appalachian League. First pitch to Jared Aikens batting left. His fastball high, ball one. He was a good pitcher too at Polk State Community College. Yeah, that's the one, Polk State. The ball one pitch. Hit on the ground towards second. Taylor grabs with one hand and throws it over to first to get out number two. Little subtle short hot pickup right there for Samad Taylor. That could have been a tougher play than it was. His hands have improved throughout the course of this season. And now that the weather is warmer, I think Samad Taylor is really comfortable at second. There's two outs, the Lugnuts leading the Colonels one to nothing, top of the fifth inning, and nobody on for the number eight hitter. Shortstop Michael Davis strolls in and stands in the left-hand batter's box. And here's Barrett from the first base side of the rubber. Swing and a miss, strike one. Dante, just to back up your point, the last game in which Samad Taylor committed an error was June 1st. That's big. 0-1, popped him up, foul. Off to the left near the third base dugout. Catcher Spivak makes the catch. Towards the on-deck circle, off to the left. It was Montesino who had to scurry out of the way and Spivak makes a beautiful catch to end the top of the fifth. We go to the bottom of the fifth. Lugnuts leading the Colonels one to nothing. 
You're listening to Lugnuts Baseball and watching on MILB-TV and on the TuneIn Radio app and on LancyLugnuts.com. Here are the sounds of the ballpark. Lancy Lugnuts half of the fifth inning leading the Cedar Rapids Colonels one to nothing. Dante DiCaria here with you alongside Jesse Goldberg-Strassler. It is Owen Spivak followed by Samad Taylor and Noberto Beso due up. And it's the Lugnuts catcher followed by the Lugnuts top of the order. So nine, one and two due up. Getting the day off today is the shortstop Kevin Vicuña. And so taking his place at the top of the order is Noberto Obeso, who had the day off yesterday. Riley Johnson played the last two games, one a designated hitter and one catching yesterday. And so Owen Spivak takes his place in the lineup, batting ninth. And he slowly walks in towards the left-hand batter's box, unrips his batting gloves, straps them back on with the black socks top just below his knees. And now he stands in the left-hand batter's box in between the two chalk lines against the right-hander, Randy Dobnak for the Cedar Rapids Colonels. First pitch to Spivak, and he takes outside ball one. Well, the Lugnuts coaching staff is in now full effect after Cesar Martin is back from his four-day vacation. The pitch, foul tip back to the screen, one ball and one strike. Down the third baseline is the manager and third base coach, Cesar Martin. And down the first baseline is the first base coach, position coach, Dave Pano. And in the Lugnuts first base dugout is Caleb Daniel. The pitch, Spivak rips it foul. Off the tarp down the right field line and into the right field corner. One ball and two strikes. I heard earlier today from Ken Huckabee roving into town. He said to Cesar, look, here's what you want. When you come back after a long break, to have everybody be glad to see you. And player upon player was so ready to see Cesar coming into his office saying, welcome back. And so were we. Cesar's the man. One of the best managers I've ever met. One, two. Slowly on the ground, right of the mound. Picked up by Dobnak. One hand toss to first. One out. Spivak rolled over that one. It was down in the zone. And here's Samad Taylor, the Lugnuts leadoff man. Right-handed hitting second baseman to take on the right-hander, Randy Dobnak. Lancy Lugnuts leading the Colonels one to nothing, bottom of the fifth, one out, nobody on. Obeso now stands on deck off to the right. And Dobnak steps and fires. Breaking ball outside ball one. Well, Jesse, if we look at Randy Dobnak's line this evening, he's pretty much on way to tossing another six innings. Again, six or more at least. Yeah, I was about to say, or more. Let's see, the ball one pitch, swing and a miss, good changeup. One ball and one strike to Samad. Well, Dobnak has tossed 93 and a third innings this season coming into play. And he has pitched seven innings or more in three or four consecutive outings as he tosses one away from Taylor. Two balls and one strike. I was going to say this earlier, but now I'm going to say it now. He's out of independent ball, so 
strike at the knees. Now two balls and two strikes. An independent ball, you don't have as many relievers, so starters have to go a longer distance. So he's used to this. The 2-2. Above the zone. Now a full count. When I was with the Whitney City Thunderbolts, our ace was named Ross Stout. And after every inning he pitched, our crowd would chant extra stout, extra stout, hoping he would come back the next inning. Hit on the ground foul down the third baseline. And every time he did, every time he emerged from the dugout for the next inning, the crowd would go crazy. Tell you what, he's mixing his pitches effectively, and the fastball velocity is good enough that you can't outright sit on it. He's pitching to a promotion. 3-2 pitch, Taylor rips it. Right center field, Badu comes in, it's down one hop into his glove. A base hit for Samad Taylor, he is two for three. That's a good formula to beat Dobnak. Earn a 3-2 count, get it late in the at-bat, get a fastball and turn it around. Absolutely. Samad Taylor with a triple and a single this afternoon. He is starting to heat up. Yesterday he had two hits. And now that is four hits in this series after going 0 for 11 against Peoria and snapping an 0 for 18 last night. The right fielder, Noberto Obeso batting. Standing in the left-hand batter's box against the right-hander, Randy Dobnak. First pitch is a pitch out, ball one. They thought Samad would go. This is how they treated Samad Taylor yesterday. Throw over, throw over, throw over again. They are seriously concerned about Taylor running. Taylor is top five in the Midwest League in steals this season. And he doesn't go, the pitch at the knees. Now one ball and one strike to Noberto. One nothing, Lancey Lugnuts bottom of the fifth, one out, Taylor is at first base. The Lugnuts with one run on six hits, the Colonels with no runs on one hit. Nice to see things flipped over a little bit because the Lugnuts weren't necessarily getting a lot of hits on their current nine game losing streak. The Colonels have won six straight. Pick off at first and Taylor back in. Simon Taylor's got great speed. 31 stolen bases this season. He's been caught 11 times. Dobnak from the first base side of the rubber. The right-hander fires, pitches high, throw down to second, Taylor runs, and he's out by a mile. The tag right on the chest of Samad, who was out maybe about three feet. The tag was just greeting him, and Samad did not even slide. Two down. That's how you know it's bad. Got a bad jump. And for Samad Taylor on his way, arriving at a second base to suddenly put on the brakes and give himself up. Credit the Colonels, credit Dobnak and the catcher Rodriguez. The 2-1 on the ground to second. Montesino grabs and flips it to first. The inning is over. A base hit by Samad Taylor is erased after he is caught stealing. And the Lugnets head to the sixth inning, leading the Colonels 1-0. You're listening to Lugnets Baseball Lansing Sports Station. The game 7.30 a.m. WVFN East Lansing. Now to the sixth inning here at Cooley Law School Stadium. Cedar Rapids Colonels trailing the Lansing Lugnets 1-0. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. 
Dante DiCaria with Jesse Goldberg-Strassler listening online on LanceyLugnuts.com and on the First Pitch Radio app and also on uh, MILB.com and watching on MILB TV. Here's Ariel Montesino batting right. Left-hander Barrett fires. First pitch drilled, right center field. That's down for a base hit and rolling into triples alley. Montesino for second. The throw in from Young cut off by Navarro in front of second base. It is a leadoff double by the Colonel's number nine hitter. Montesino at second. And now to the top of the Colonel's order. Here is Akil Badu, the 19-year-old. Stands off to the right of the left-hand batter's box and now digs his back foot in. He's got those Nike cleats. And a left-hander, Jordan Barrett, on the mound. That is just the second hit that he has given up. Both of them are doubles. He gave up a double in the second inning to Bechtold. And now a double just moments ago to Ariel Montesino, who's at second. Lugnuts leading the Colonels one to nothing in the top of the six with nobody out. The pitch to Badu. And he flares it in the air down the left field line. Near the stripe, Freddy Rodriguez in foul ground makes the, oh, he dropped it or did he make the catch? He did. He made the catch first, thank goodness. The ball is sent back into the infield. The ball was in his glove and then he dropped it the home plate umpire came out towards third. And Burrell said, yep, you made that catch, one out. And now the Colonel's number two hitter, Robbie Rin. Left-handed hitting first baseman against the left-hander, Jordan Barrett. Barrett from the stretch, fires. Breaking ball swung on a miss, strike one. What a beautiful pitch. It came right in on the knees and then dipped below the bat. And below the zone as well. Good block by Owen Spivak in the dirt. Montesino at second. Colonels trailing the lug nuts, one nothing. There's a pickoff at second, not in time. You're in the top of the sixth inning. Robbie Wren 0 for two. Barrett from the first base side of the rubber in his third start with the Lansing Lugnuts. The 0-1, swung on and missed again. Strike two, good slider in the dirt. Barrett throws a fastball, a slider, a changeup, and a curveball. He is 23 years old from Margate, Florida. 6'4", 225 pounds, so he's a big boy. He was 2-0 with a 3.48 ERA this season in Vancouver. And he pitched himself into a promotion. The 0-2. Swung on a miss, he struck him out. Beautiful breaking ball down and away again. Three consecutive sliders, two down. Last year in Bluefield, the league did not fare too well against him with runners in scoring position. Had an average under 200. And he pitched to an ERA under three with the Bluefield Blue Jays down in the Appalachian League. Montesino at second, 
Barrett to Jose Miranda batting right. The pitch, high, ball one. A breaking ball that slipped. There's two outs, Lugnuts leading the Colonels one to nothing in the top of the sixth inning. This is now the second consecutive outing that Barrett has gone five or more. And just his third start, the pitch. A little bit away, two balls and no strikes. Barrett made his last appearance against Peoria on July the 18th. Tossed five innings, allowing seven hits, three runs, two walks, and struck out three batters. The two-ball pitch. On the outer edge, now two balls and one strike. Jose Miranda batting. 11 home runs, 63 runs driven in this year. He's a guy you don't want to mess with. He bats third in the Colonel's order. Montesino, good speed at second. He led off this inning with a double. And the pitch. Inside and low, now three balls and one strike. A hitter's count. Miranda ripped a ball last or yesterday afternoon to deep left field for his 11th home run of the season. The 3-1, and he rips one. Center field, Young comes in, makes the catch. A hard hit liner right into the glove of Chavez Young. He holds it in and left center, and we go to the bottom of the sixth inning. Lugnuts leading the Colonels one to nothing. You're listening to Lugnuts Baseball online only this afternoon. A beautiful Monday afternoon here at Cooley Law School Stadium. It's dog days of summer. We'll be back in a few. Here are the sounds of the ballpark. Once again, it is Randy Dobnak into the sixth inning. That is now, I believe, six consecutive outings that Dobnak has pitched into the sixth inning this season. And if he goes into the seventh inning, it will be now five consecutive outings that he has pitched seven or more, and that is really unbelievable. Was signed out of the United Shores League last year. And here's Ryan Noda, the right fielder batting uh, left, or pardon me, is the uh, first baseman batting left-handed against the right-handed Randy Dobnak. Lugnuts leading the Colonels one to nothing in the bottom of the sixth inning. On deck off to the right, Brandon Grisolonic, and in the hole, on the top steps, the Lugnuts first base dugout is Chavez Young. The pitch, Noda drills it down the right field line, deep, it is foul. That was close. To the right of the foul pole, Noda got all of it, but could not hook it fair. And a strike one on him, Dobnak throws. And Noda takes at the top of the zone, strike two. There's now three, four, and five due up in the Lansing Lugnets batting order, just leading by a hair. And here's the pitch. Noda swings and misses for strike three. One down. Brandon Grizzolonic, the Lugnuts third baseman, batting right-handed against the right-hander Randy Dobnak. 
Here's the pitch. Hit on the ground, up the middle, past the diving shortstop Davis, and into center field, it's a base hit. Brandon Grizzolanic gets on for Chavez Young. And for Grizzolanic, that extends his on-base streak to 11 consecutive games. One out, Grizzolanic at first. Lugnuts leading the Colonels one to nothing in the bottom of the sixth inning. Chavez Young, the switch hitter, batting left-handed against the right-hander Randy Dobnak. The pitch, swing and a miss, strike one. Noda let off this inning with a strikeout, but he was close to leaving the ballpark with a potential home run down the right field line. It would have been his 12th. Red Hot Ryan Goldstens on deck, off to the right. 0-1, a little high. Chavez Young is currently batting over 250 in the month of July. And the Lugmans would like to see his bat come alive down the stretch. Quick pitch, a little low. Two balls and one strike. Young ripped his 26th double of the season in the second inning and came in to score on an RBI single by Ryan Gold. That is the Lugnuts' only run, leading one zip. The 2-1 away. Three balls and one strike. That snapped an 0-9 streak for Chavez Young. Over three consecutive games without a hit. He is one for two with a double and a run score. Grisolonic leads off first. The pitch. It is high ball four. A one-out walk for Chavez Young, moving Grisolonic to second. Dante, it has been this part of the starting lineup that has been causing the headaches for Dobnak. You're right, Ryan Gold, two for two with two singles and an RBI. And on deck off to the right is Jesus Navarro with a single as well. So let's see if Ryan Gold can drive him in. First, it looks like the Colonel's pitching coach, Justin Willard, or Sidney Bayo, comes out of the third base dugout to talk with his right-hander, Randy Dobnak, and now there is movement down in the left field bullpen. It is Ryan Gold with runners at first and second. Lugnuts leading the Colonels one to nothing with one out in the bottom of the sixth. It is Melvia Costa who's now warming up for the Colonels. Right now, five and a third innings pitch for Dobnak. And if you go back just to five or more innings pitched consecutively, 10, now 11 consecutive starts pitched five or more innings. That is really amazing. He's an innings eater. A double play ends the inning. Ryan Gold batting left-handed. And the pitch. Swing and a miss, strike one. Gold 
has six hits in this three-game series. He is two for two this afternoon. An RBI single in the second inning gave the Lugnuts a 1-0 lead. And they lead 1-0 here in the bottom of the six. One out, first and second for Gold. The pitch from Dobna. Down and away, one ball and one strike. Yesterday, Ryan Gold went two for four with two runs scored, a double and a home run. It was his first home run of the season. He hit four last year in Bluefield. He has five career homers. Here's the pitch. Outside, two balls and one strike. At least five home runs coming into yesterday's game. Now he has six career homers, hit one in the Gulf Coast League in 2016. He was drafted a little bit late at age 18 after his draft year was originally 2015. But he actually had to do grade five twice growing up. The 2-1. Hit on the ground to second. Montesino grabs, goes to second one. The return to first is all the way down the first baseline. Grizzolonic from third, he scores. Gold for second, he's caught in a rundown and he's tagged by the shortstop, Davis. The run comes in to score before Gold is tagged and the Lugnuts lead two to nothing. Now going to the top of the seventh inning. It is most likely going to be scored an E6 on the play. We'll have to double check as we go to the seventh. You're listening to Lugnuts Baseball online only on LansingLugnuts.com and watching on MILB TV. Here are the sounds of the ballpark.